Hey ladies, Brave Enough is here to remind you that you're not alone and that you have the strength to be brave enough for one more day. Welcome back to another episode of Brave and Welcome. Yes. As we always say on every episode, we so enjoy being here. Yes. And I think today is going to be a lot of fun. Um, I'm taking Jan's storytelling idea and I'm running with it. So <laughs> here of. we go. <laughs> today, what we're going to be talking about is that things may not always be as they seem. Mm. Um, so I love a really good book especially on a rainy, cloudy, oh. dreary oh. day, especially if it's cool. That just like, yeah, mm-hmm. totally, totally perfect. And here in Arizona lately, it's monsoon season. So it has been like that, like almost every evening, just pouring down rain, that sound. I know we've talked I about that on it. other podcasts before as well. Um, and I enjoy a lot of different types of books, uh, but I really, really enjoy stories that take classics and turn them inside out. Mm, there we go. <laughs> I love when an author or a director, if we're talking about a movie or a TV show, takes a story you think you know and tells it from another perspective. Mm. So just recently, Jan shared the story of the three little pigs. Um, she read it out loud with you. We talked about the story. And sure did. I have not stopped thinking <laughs> about the version of the story that I really enjoyed. John Cizak took a beloved classic and decided to write the true story of the three little pigs. Oh, okay. So you're saying what I read was not actually the true story. (laughs) Well, according to this author. Oh, okay. (laughs) Um, If you haven't read this book before, it's actually a children's book. So it's, you know, it's written, like I said, with kids in mind, maybe a little older, maybe not really young kids. But if you haven't read it before, I, I highly encourage you going out and checking it out. So in John's version of the story, he takes a story that everyone knows and loves Mm -hmm. and tells it from the perspective of the big bad wolf. Very interesting. Yeah. In this story, we learn that the wolf wasn't really bad at all. The wolf was baking a cake for his granny when he realized that he had run short on sugar. Oh. Yeah. So what do you do? You run to your next door neighbor and you ask to borrow a cup of sugar. Well, his next door neighbor just happened to be the first little pig who lived in a straw house. Well, we also learned a little backstory that the wolf had been dealing with um, a really bad cold. He had congestion and coughs and sneezing and all the stuff that goes along with a cold. And so I think you're getting the idea here. So Mm -hmm. he goes to the first house, which was the straw house, and he knocks on the door and, you know, the pig nastily just tells him to go away for no apparent reason. And he just tries to explain that he wants a cup of sugar. Well, with his cold, a sneeze started to come on. And so he huffed and he puffed and he was trying to hold the sneeze in, but it didn't work out so well. So he sneezed. Well, he's a he's a big wolf. And so mm. when he did that and this house was made out of straw for crying out loud, yes. I mean, it was it was completely out of his control. So he knocks the house down. Um, and so then the pig runs off to the second house. And so he follows the pig thinking, well, maybe his brother's got some sugar. And so the story goes on and you get the idea. But what the author did was he challenged you, the reader, to rethink the story, to stop, to ask questions, to dig a little deeper. Mm -hmm. 
why was the fox at the house? Was or not the fox? Why the was wolf. the wolf at the house? Was it purely bad intent, or was that just the perspective that we got from the pigs? So I love these kinds of stories, and I'm going to tell you more and more of these. There's another story mm. that I am sure you are all familiar with, which is the Wizard of Oz. Have you ever stopped to wonder why the Wicked Witch was so wicked? Or why she got so upset about a pair of ruby slippers? I mean, I probably would get pretty upset about a pair of ruby slippers too. But I mean, she was like extreme off the charts Very much. upset. Yes. <laughs> well, Gregory Maguire decided to take or decided to ask those very same questions. And better yet, he wrote an entire book to challenge all of us to dig a little deeper into that story. The book is called Wicked. And it was so widely well-received that it was turned into a Broadway musical as well. So if you haven't heard of the book, you've probably at least heard of the musical. I cannot praise the book enough or the musical for that matter. I've seen it twice on tour and you know I'm dying to see it in New York, but that's another story. Um, <laughs> the story goes all the way back to the beginning of the witch's life when she was born. We learn her name. She actually has a name. She's not just the Wicked Witch. Um, how she came to be green actually a skin condition that she was born with. Uh, we learn the struggles that she faced growing up because of her green skin. We learn the history of Oz and all the turmoil that's taking place in Oz at this time. As we follow her all the way through school to the point that we, we follow her all the way up to the point to where we meet her in the Wizard of Oz, we learn why those ruby slippers were so important to her. We learn the relationship she had with Glinda the Good Witch. We learn the relationship she's had with the government of Oz, which would be, you know, the wizard. Um, the, the telling of this story grabs you, grabs your heartstrings and really makes you feel for a person that we otherwise dislike or even worse hate. Hmm. You're making me feel like a bully now. <laughs> <laughs> um, Gregory Maguire is, is at least the books that I've read of his are uh, so often like this. He's done one um, that has to do with the confession. It's called Confessions of the Ugly Stepsisters. And so it tells the, the story from the stepsisters point of view mm -hmm. and why they were the way they were. Um, he has one called After Alice, which what happens to Alice after she thinks that she went on this magical adventure down the rabbit hole? Like, I mean, she, people must have thought she was nuts. Right. So he explores that. He tells the befores. He tells the after. He tells the durings. He tells it from a different perspective. He does it a lot of different ways. And so I, again, highly recommend a lot of his books. And like I said in the beginning, it's not just books either. So one of my favorite TV series is completely built on the premise of taking what you know and turning it inside out. It's taking fairy tale stories that we grew up with and putting them in our current world where we live. The show is called Once Upon a Time, and it is such a cool way of taking the things you know and love and telling them in a completely different perspective. It has all of the characters. Like I, You can name any one of your favorite characters right now, and it probably at some point they have played a role in this show. Uh, the premise is kind of built from Snow White and Prince Charming. And um, you've got characters from Cinderella. You've got characters from Peter Pan. They do a whole season that's dedicated just to the Peter Pan aspect. Um, you've got Rumpelstiltskin. You have Anna. You have Elsa. They even go into stories that aren't necessarily Disney related. So they've got some of the characters from Wizard of Oz. And so in this show, you also get a storytelling of why the Wicked Witch is so wicked and why the, you know, and it's really interesting because in this show, 
the guys that you think are bad guys turn out not to be really all that bad. And the good guys end up being, you know, not with all of them, but there's some scenarios in that case. Um, like I said, there's not a favorite storybook character that you probably can mention that's not in this show at some point. So what's the premise of this story? The premise of the story is the storybook characters who live in their prospective lands, Neverland, uh, the Enchanted Forest, whatever the case may be, are pulled from their lands by a curse and they're dropped in a seaside town in Maine called Storybrooke. So I'm talking like our world, like cell phones, television, electricity, running water, all the things that aren't in any of those stories. Under their curse, they don't know who they are. So as we navigate through getting, getting their uh, memories back, we learn about their stories and how they are all intertwined. Cinderella and Snow White, they go way back, you know, and Ariel. I mean, they've got this connection of how the first time she met Ariel. Uh, Belle is connected to Rumpelstiltskin, which is not any of the stories Weird. that we've ever yeah. talked about before. Peter Pan is connected to Rumpelstiltskin as well. So, again, all these stories start to intertwine with one another. We learn how their lands are laid out. We learn aspects of their lives that we never knew before, like how Prince Charming got the name Charming. Was he named Charming as a as a baby? Well, in the story of Once Upon a Time, no, he wasn't. He became Prince Charming as a snarky remark that Snow White made when she first met him, which leads me to my another fact. Like Snow White, all we know is, is that some random dude comes up to her in the middle of the forest and kisses her and she wakes up. Right. That's not there's a whole backstory to how mm -hmm. Prince Charming and Snow White have crossed paths on numerous occasions. And there's this long love that was built that they didn't know was building. And then when he finds out she's been put under this curse, he goes to save her. Again, we find all these things out as we're going through this story. We learn about Little Red Riding Hood and her relationship with the wolf, which I've already touched on the wolf story. This, apparently these wolves get really bad raps. Yeah. <laughs> um, and again, the relationship, you would never expect how that comes to play out. I already said that we talked about Peter Pan. Peter Pan, it's not the little lost boy that you think he is in this show. And it's really, really fun to learn. Captain Hook, he's not the pirate that we've known, come to know and all those kinds of things. The story was taken with the premise that you know, but it challenges the boundaries of what you know. It asks questions. How did Charming become Charming? Why is Peter Pan a lost boy in some other land? Why is, why is, why is? Another one of another uh, very underrated Disney movie, or at least in my opinion, underrated called Princess and the Frog. You all know the classic tale of the girl who kissed the frog and found her prince, right? Pretty basic story. Well, in this adaptation, when the frog is kissed, the kisser becomes a frog too. We are then taken on to, we're then sent on a journey of self-discovery in order for these two frogs to become back, come back to their human form, they have to dig a little deeper. They have to understand the stories and the worlds around them in order to be able to brought, be brought back to their human form. With the Disney's live action story, Maleficent, we learn Maleficent's backstory and why she cursed Aurora. We also learn that she came to regret that decision and also grew to love the girl like a mother. None of that is told to us in Sleeping Beauty. She's just this horrible dragon, fiery breathing dragon, yeah. you know? Um, and again, these are all fiction. I understand that. We'll get to that in a minute. And every one of these stories, the storyteller has challenged what we know, asked questions, looked at the story from another point of view, flipped what we knew upside down, showed us that maybe things aren't always what they seem. 
As I just said, obviously all of these stories were fiction. They're not true. They're fairy tale creatures and individuals that are never going to live in our world. That's not going to happen. But these, these are fun illustrations, fun opportunities of telling a story new by challenging yourself to see it differently. I'm going to keep saying this over and over again. Stop to ask questions. Allow yourself to be inquisitive, to see the other side of things in everyday life. We all have stories that explain the reason why we are who we are. So maybe don't be so quick to see only the story that has been told to you about others. Taking the time to dig a little deeper will allow you to see that things aren't always what they seem. Seeing things from a different perspective can help give you insight but it also can be fun, like the stories that I'd used as illustrations. Those are fun retellings mm -hmm. of stories. Those are, you know, what ifs, you know, kind of scenarios. Maybe the villain isn't always the villain. Or maybe the villain is still the villain. But you can begin to understand how they came to be on the path that they are on. A villain is still a villain. You have to take that for what it is, but maybe you can begin to understand why they chose the path that they've chosen. Like I just said, maybe you can, can begin to have some insight as to why the person behaves or acts the way that they do. Change villain to bully, coworker, guy who cut you off in traffic, whatever the case may be, the grumpy cashier at the grocery store. What questions can you ask today to help you see the story differently? Be brave enough to rethink the story that has been told to you. Stop and ask questions. Dig a little deeper. Understand that your story is so much more than what people see on the surface in a quick passing on the street. So is theirs. I love this, Larissa. I, and, and flipping it to how I view others. We're so quick to judge. Mm. We're so quick to put people in a category, in a box, and we don't even know their life story. Why is it that this person cries on a dime? Why is it you can't touch her hair? Like, don't touch me. Don't touch me. Mm -hmm. You know, why is that? <laughs> uh, why is it that um, this little boy likes to bully? Yeah. There's usually something behind it that we don't know, but we're quick to just judge and, and say that they're bad people or some, you know, they're just weird. They're different. Well, and by asking the questions, I think it gives us the opportunity to maybe provide that piece that's missing for them. Mm -hmm. Maybe that little bully doesn't get the love at home right. or he's bullied at home. And so he's just replicating the, the uh, behavior that he's seen all along. Mm -hmm. I wanted to bring you really fun illustrations and I specifically wanted to bring you Wicked because that is like the iconic. I mean, her name is Wicked Witch for crying out loud. I mean, right. that's iconic. But what Gregory Maguire did with that story is he allowed us the opportunity to understand. We know what it's like in today's society to judge things, judge a book by its cover, if you will. You've all heard that phrase. It's so easy to look at something mm -hmm. and because they have this color hair or that color eyes or talk this way or walk that way, that they must be that. Well, what is that? And why is that go with that? Right. <laughs> and I could talk in circles right now about that. It's like I said, it's, it's, it's challenging yourself 
to see the full story or at least to see a glimmer to go just a little bit deeper. You don't need to know their whole life story, but maybe accept the fact that there's something else. And if it's someone you're close to or could potentially be close to, like said, maybe the cashier at the grocery store, you'll never know why she was the way she was and mm-hmm. why she was so rude. But allow yourself grace to be kind to her um, in that moment because maybe there is something else going on. That's probably all the deeper you ever get with that story. Right. But what about the little bully at school that's picking on your son? I'm not saying that you should be okay with him bullying your son or daughter. Not at all. But maybe begin to understand what that child might need. Maybe that child hasn't doesn't have lunch or the same kind of lunch or a healthy lunch. Or maybe he's not receiving. Is there a way that you can help that child experiencing something that they otherwise couldn't experience? Yeah. Good Take point. it away from the child aspect. It's the adult aspect mm-hmm. too. Is there a coworker at work that just really gets under your skin? Maybe there's something there. <laughs> Maybe there's something that you're, you know, you could bake brownies and it's just that, that little thing, that little show of kindness that will let them break down those barriers or those walls. It goes back to the villain aspect that I used a minute ago. Maybe the villain is a villain because they were treated like a villain their entire life. Um, I'm not, I don't want to give away Wicked if you haven't seen it or read it or whatever the case may be. So I'm not going to tell what the name is. And I keep wanting to say her name. But maybe the Wicked Witch was so wicked mm-hmm. because she was told her entire life that she was wicked. Yep. So maybe someone needs to start telling her she's not wicked. Again, fairy tale. I get that. I know it's not the same, but there are much smaller versions of this in our day-to-day life that I think right. you guys can all stop and think about. And that's, that's really all I wanted to bring you guys today. Be brave enough. I'm going to read, I'm going to say this again, be brave enough to rethink the story, to challenge yourself, to stop and ask questions to dig a little deeper. I know I say it at the beginning of every podcast and I'm going to say it at the end of every podcast too. We love that you are here. We would love to see more people here. Share us, talk about us, get involved with the conversation with us. Mm-hmm. Join us on our social media platforms. You can find us at beencouraged411. Check us out on our website. You can find us at beencouraged.com. Send us an email. Just our first names, Jan, Larissa at beencouraged.com. Join the conversation. Tell us what story you haven't taken the time to dig a little deeper in and that you maybe you would like a little insight into that. Let's talk scenarios. Let's talk hypotheticals. Start small. Start with a fairy tale uh, story that you know and love and ask questions about that so that you train your mind to start asking the questions. Share on our social media platforms. Share us on your social media platforms. Get involved in the conversation. Thank you as always for joining us on our podcast, Brave Enough.